And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Here we are again with our Greenlight Review. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And mm-hmm. the film we are discussing now is Milk. Okay. It's directed by Gus Van Sant, written by Dustin Lance Black, and starring Sean Penn as Harvey Milk. Now, for those of you who don't know the story behind this, it is a true story. Harvey Milk was the first openly gay elected official in this country. He was elected to become a San Francisco supervisor in 1977, and a year later, he and the Mayor of San Francisco, Mayor George Moscone, played in the film by Victor Garber, were both assassinated by a former supervisor, Dan White, played here by Josh Brolin. That's the story. That's right. There's a lot more to the story. Where was it? <laughs> One of the problems with this film is they didn't come up with a they lot of the rest of the story. Yeah. There are a lot of good actors besides the ones that I have named. Emile Hirsch, Diego Luna, especially James Franco. Mm-hmm. Nobody is better than Sean Penn. He is a terrific actor. I'm amazed by the width of his style. Mm -hmm. This guy can do anything, and he is fantastic in this movie. But what I am missing in this film is what about the rest of these people as they have been written by Dustin Lance Black, as they have been directed by Gus Van Sant. They are only here to bounce off the Harvey Milk character. I agree. And for that reason, this film didn't touch me the way I thought it should. I agree. I think that Milk just doesn't quite live up to its ideals. I think that the talented group of people who put the picture together had only good thoughts, very noble thoughts, in putting this project up on the screen. But I'm afraid that the screenplay just does not transcend the reality. And no matter how decent and well-meaning are the facts, I think for a film to really be compelling, it has to take us up a notch or two. And this movie just doesn't do it. Now, the good part about it is that we certainly get a very flamboyant look, and it's probably a sincere look at who Harvey Milk was during those years, 72 through 78. And my criticism of the film has nothing to do with Harvey Milk's enthusiasm and his nonstop rallying for gay rights causes. But again, after about two and a half hours, I felt that the story was too narrow in its concept. And I didn't get enough of a background of who Harvey Milk was, and as you mentioned, Les, who any of these other characters were. Dan White, played by Josh Brolin, and Josh is a very, very good actor. Yes. But I think he is ill-served by the script that was given to him because we don't know anything about Dan White. I agree with you. We know that he is a bit of a bigot, that he is homophobic, as is everybody else in this film who is not gay. Well, there aren't many. Not many. But we don't know anything about him. We don't know why he resigns from the Board of Supervisors and then desperately wanted to get his job back. Mm -hmm. And when he didn't get it back, he killed Mayor Moscone and he killed Harvey Milk. And that's all we know. That's all we know. And I left the theater feeling empty because, you know, I was alive in 1978. I read all about this stuff. And I know more about Dan White from the newspaper 
newspapers than I do from this film, and I think that's what the problem is. I think that the screenwriter and the director did not spend enough time looking at the motives and the backstory for all of these characters. Yes, they gave us a very interesting and very accurate look at the flamboyant political scene, the neighborhood, the movement of the late 70s in San Francisco. And of course, that's all part of that Castro Street movement. And of course, there are rights issues that should be corrected and put into law. But I don't think that this film creates that feeling in the audience. I don't think we're rooting so much for these people as we're kind of sitting there and saying, well, they did the best that they could. The movie just doesn't touch me, certainly not the way that the movie Philadelphia touched me, which I would think this movie will be compared to. You're right, Anne. You hit it right on the nose. I'm very supportive of gay rights, not being gay myself, but that's just the way I think. You're kidding. So I really, really wanted this movie to work. Uh I wish that it had. I was overwhelmed by Sean Penn. I thought it was one of those great, great performances that you won't see very often. I agree, but Les, I want to say one thing before we sign off and give our lights. He was played with great sincerity, a lot of humor. I could see that Milk was a flawed man, but I still felt that he was elusive as a character by the time the movie was over, and that should not be. After spending two hours with this guy, I really think I should have known him a little bit better. I think you're probably right. Well, I loved Sean Penn. I loved James Franco. Me too. They're excellent. Diego Luna was also good. And the only woman really in the film was Alison Pill. She played a lesbian supporter and worker for Harvey Milk. She was very good also. But the film just didn't quite make it for me. And for that reason, I am giving it a yellow light. Well, I agree. What is that slogan? Milk is for everybody? I'm not so sure this one is. Again, I think we should love these characters, whether or not they are gay. And I think that Gus Van Sant's premise here is that you will love them because they are gay. And I don't think that's quite the right way to look at people who have an alternative lifestyle. That's just my opinion, but I think that that's probably one of the biggest flaws in the film. So, you know, I'm afraid that for me, milk is not a glass half full. It's more like a glass half empty. So, milk, yellow light on this one. Two yellow lights for milk, directed by Gus Van Sant, written by Dustin Lance Black, starring Dennis O'Hare, Victor Gerber, Alison Pill, James Franco, Diego Luna, Josh Brolin, Emile Hirsch, and the astonishing Sean Penn as Harvey Milk. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.